Hi guys, this is Mel Wallace, your host for Start, Run, and Grow. We want to thank you for joining us for another episode, and today we are going to talk about how to take your business idea and turn it into a reality. the start of a brand new year. You have been talking about this business idea for 15 years, but this is the day, this is the year that you take this idea and actually make it come true. There's a very famous quote uh, from Walt Disney, and I think we all have heard of him, and he says, if you can dream it, you can do it. And as an entrepreneur myself, I can absolutely unequivocally confirm that you can make your dreams come true if you set your mind to it, if you persevere, if you give it all you have. And of course, it allows you, it allows you the opportunity to take uh, your business idea and turn it into reality. Now, folks, I'm not here to sell you a, as they say, a pipe dream, right? Because this doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of hard work. One of the quotes that I even use, even in my personal life with my family, is that it takes a lot of work to make money, Right. But if you have patience, if you work hard at it, uh, you can create the reality that you so desire. So uh, again, we want to talk about how you can turn your business idea into a reality, and I want to give you seven steps to follow, seven steps to follow. So turn your business idea into reality. So the question is, do you have a solid idea for a product or a service? Okay, now only you can answer that. All right. And if you do, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Now it's time to get going and make your idea reality. Now, in order to do that, you, of course, have to be willing to put in some legwork, right? This is not something that's just going to happen overnight just because you thought of it, right? I want to give you a quote, and I think this is right in line with our discussion today. It says, ideas are cheap. Ideas are easy. Ideas are common. Everybody has ideas, Ideas, rather, are highly, highly overvalued. Execution is all that matters. So I don't want to be a person that reigns on your parade, but now we've got to get out of the idea stage and actually get into the execution stage. And I'm going to give you seven steps to do that. One. Step number one is you have to do your homework. Okay, you have to do your homework. Now, what I mean by homework, I'm really referring to doing some research. Okay, if you want to bring your business idea to life, you have to look at things such as the market, right, that you are uh, wanting to compete in. Uh, You want to look at your competitors. You want to look at um, who is your target customer or who is your audience. Okay, so your product or services won't get off the ground unless there is a need or demand or in a more technical term, a valuable market for your product or service, okay? So it does take some time, and you really have to dig in to do your research to find out if your idea is actually a sound idea. So to help with this process, one of the things you want to consider is doing what we call a SWOT analysis. I think we've all have heard that. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunity, and threats. If you don't know what that is, Google it. There's a hundred examples out there online that will give you a SWOT analysis template that you can use to validate your business idea. And of course, to analyze these strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of your business, it's probably the best first step to make sure that you, in fact, 
are able to bring something to market that actually people will pay money for, or people will buy, or people will use. Okay, you want to make sure that you get that done first. Two. Step number two, define your target audience. Okay. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we talk about audience or we talk about your customers, right? You want to be able to to make sure that you truly are able to pinpoint the right target customer, the right target audience for your startup so that you can, of course, can make money. But more importantly, knowing who your customer is can either make or break your business success. So if you want your idea to work, the first thing that you want to be able to do is to narrow down your target audience. Listen, we all want to sell to everybody. We all want to sell to everybody in the world. But guess what, folks? The reality is is sinking in, right? Everybody's not your customer. Okay, even though you may make the best hamburgers in the world, there are people who don't eat hamburgers or don't eat beef. So that's not a customer of yours. Again, to find out uh, who the ideal audience is for your idea, there's a couple things I want to give you, right? So you have a piece of paper uh, and a pen or pencil, you want to write these things down. Number one, you want to do some type of market analysis. Uh, Market analysis for your local community. If you're going more of a national setting, do some market analysis. Uh, One of the things you can always do, no matter where you are in the country, you can reach out to the local small business development center in your community. Typically, these are associated with uh, the universities in your town. And of course, they can help you with market analysis fundamentals. All right. You want to create some type of customer persona. And now what I mean by that is, Who is your typical customer? Who's the type person or the type people or the type business? Maybe you're selling to businesses, right, that will buy your product or buy your service. The third point when we talk about defining your target audience is you want to analyze your competitors in your market, right? Who are the people that sell products like yours or similar to yours? Okay, it's important that you understand this. You want to be able to look for trends, Right. These are other things. You know, uh, we talked in our last episode about seven uh, trends for small business. So if you haven't checked it out, go and check out the previous episode because this will give you a bunch of information about some of the top business trends for small business and even for side hustles. All right. You want to be able to do what we call surveys. One of the things, one of probably the greatest feedback you can get from a potential customer is through a survey. Now, these can be done, of course, uh, like a taste test. Maybe if you have a product that's a food or a beverage or something along those lines, you can do a taste test, right? And just have people taste your product. Maybe it's a cake. If you're making cakes or whatever the case may be, you can get real-time feedback of what they think about your product. But if you're not, you know, in the in the baking or, or beverage making industry, perhaps you want to do some type of survey. Um, maybe if you have customers that come into your uh, store or you provide services to, ask them questions, get information from them, and that feedback is invaluable. Of course, you want to also be able to collect demographic data. Uh, one of the great uh, uh, assets that it really is a free asset you can have access to census information based upon zip codes. Absolutely. So you can go online and collect demographic data for the town, for the city, for the state, for the region of the country that you live in. And it helps you to have kind of an insight of who potentially could be your customer age groups uh, and and these type things, even economic status. It gets into all that kind of stuff. And the last point to this is consider psychographics. 
We don't have time to, to really get into the whole psychographic explanation, but this is really about your customer. What are their values? Okay. What are some of the hobbies that they may have? What are some of the things that they feel are important to them in making purchases, purchasing decisions? It's called psychographics, right? Google it. It's great information that's out there, but all these things will help you to define your target audience. Okay. So you can't sell or, or try to sell your service or product to, to everyone under the sun. Okay. That's rule number one, right? Uh, I know we're all excited about this idea and it's now nah, it's 2022. We want to get out there and get things going, you know, for this year. But the reality is it's not realistic if you're trying to sell to everybody under the sun. Okay. Because everybody, again, folks, are not going to be your customer, and they may not want or even need what you're planning to offer or planning to sell. And again, people have different pain points. So to find your ideal customer, you want to make sure uh, that they are buying from you and that you've narrowed down kind of your audience or your target market as much as possible. Now, after you get a good idea of who you want to target, it becomes a lot easier to determine kind of your next steps, particularly as we get into conversations about marketing strategies. So again, it's it's very important information. I always refer back to previous episodes that are relevant to our discussion today, right? So three. the next point is establish your financial game plan. Hey, listen, I think three or four episodes previous to this, we've talked about personal financial health, right? As a business owner, even as a person that has a side hustle and you're now kind of going legit, if you will, you really want this to be a real business. One of the things that you want to do as a business owner is to make sure to the best of your ability that you have your personal finances in order. Eliminate as much debt as you possibly can. Get your credit together. Work on these things. And again, Go to previous episodes that we've talked about how to establish credit, how to even improve your credit. These are some of the things that are important to you because you may need credit down the road as you get your business off the ground. So when we talk about the financial game plan, you know, I I guess I want to let you in on the secret. Money doesn't grow on trees. Okay, so just in case you were thinking that that was the case, uh, you know, I tell my kids sometimes, you know, what do you think? Uh, Money grows on trees? Well, It's a cliche, but the reality is no matter what business you start, no matter what your idea is, you will need some type of funding to support your entrepreneurial dream. All right. Let me give you some statistics here. Less than 48% of all small businesses in the U.S. have their financial needs met. And of course, in order to make your dream come true, in order to turn your idea into a reality, you got to have funding. Right. So it's this is why it's important that from the very beginning of this process, you establish your financial game plan. All right. And before you can set your dream in motion of, of starting and, and running a small business, you need to make sure, folks, that you have a good idea and how you plan to finance it. You know, uh, as they say, how you're going to finance said dream. OK. And, and of course, there are some owners or small business owners that may have, you know, uh, the, the funds themselves to, to, to self-fund the business, right? The reality is there are a lot of funding options, okay? Even if you're in a small town, even if you're in rural South Carolina, for example, there are funding options through the USDA, which is a partner 
of our uh, program partner of, of organization that we are with. There's the SBA that, of course, can provide uh, lending options for you. And there's a plethora of other organizations that are out there um, that have the ability to loan money to underserved markets, to rural markets, uh, even to businesses that are established in, in urban areas. Okay, There's also the option of being able to get lines of credits, uh, we've talked about different forms of, of, of raising funding or raising capital for your business. Uh, you can have investors. You can get a small business loan. Uh, and again, these are just options that you want to consider and find the one that works appropriately for your small business. So when you're planning, you should always get a good idea of how much you're going to need to be spending by forecasting your future finances, right? And keep expenses in mind, okay? As you put your game plan together, you want to be able to make sure that you're able to cover the cost of running your small business. So here's the thing. The more prepared you are financially, right, the easier it will be for your business to get off the ground and to be sustainable for many years to come. Not to mention that going, you know, in, in uh, going into business by being financially unprepared can be the cause, you know, of you becoming one of the 38% of all businesses that fail, right, within the first two years, okay, because they run out of cash or they can't raise capital, you know, in a, in a hurry. So, again, you want to be able to take this part of the, of the kind of now take it to a reality approach to your small business and make sure you get your finances in order. Four. Point number four, ready for it? Yes, you will need a business plan, okay? Yes, you will need a business plan, all right? Now, I allow a lot of folks to look at this and it's like, you know, oh, Mel, do I have to put a business plan together? Yeah, well, a business plan's for two reasons. One of the kind of the, the low-hanging fruit reason, if you will, is that it allows you to kind of get your thoughts on paper and now you can share this information with others. Maybe you have advisors. Maybe you even have other people that may want to invest in your business, well, you got to have something that explains how your business works, how your business plans to make money, and what is the big idea that you are using or that you are basing your small business or your startup on. So along with financial planning, of course, the bigger kind of next step in this process is business planning. All right. Now, your business plan is like your GPS. It's your roadmap for your company. Okay. It details everything about your business from funding to marketing to who your customer is. Remember, we talked about customer persona. That's what this is part of in your business plan. Okay. And it should always answer a variety of questions about your business. Like, what's the problem uh, your business or your service or your solution will solve? And whom will you target for this product, good, or service? And your business plan, of course, can help you to further understand your market. Um, it's important if you ever have the idea of obtaining some type of outside funding from lenders and investors, um, you have to have a business plan because they're going to ask you for that. And what it also does, this helps you to set up strategies for your company, even for the future. So some of the things that you should include in your business plan, it should have a couple of, of kind of key points. Number one, it should have some type of executive summary. It should have a, a company description, okay? And if you're not writing these down, you may want to take notes on this, right? Executive summary, company description. You need to have a market analysis in your business plan. You need to have some type of organizational and management chart and explanation, 
uh, service or product line. You want to be able to explain either the service you are presenting or the different types of products that you'll be carrying. Marketing and sales, you want to be able to talk about that. Funding, even if you're self-funding, you want to be able to have this information documented. And then the last part of your business plan should always include some type of financial projections. What this also does, folks, is that it helps you as the business owner to kind of approach this in a logical process, a logical step, right? So if you're not sure what to include in your plan, uh, kind of the general rule of thumb is that the more details that you have, the better it is for you as a small business, right, as the business owner. Now, listen, you don't have to write a dissertation. This doesn't have to be a 95-page book, right? Uh, but you want to make sure that you have a, a business plan that's easy to read and it's easy to digest uh, by spacing out your text. Use bullet points if you have to. Include images, charts, tables. All these things are important as you put your uh, business plan uh, together. Hey, let me give you a website that's a great reference uh, for small businesses. It is called, uh, the the web address rather, is allbusiness, just like it sounds, allbusiness.com. Allbusiness.com. Great free resource, has tons of information out there that help you put together your business plan and other information too about marketing and even how to do sales for your product, goods, or services. Five. Point number five, right? Test drive your idea, okay? Listen, we all have gone to the local car dealership and you want to buy the car. What's the first thing they always make you do? They make you do a test drive, right? So you want to be able to take your idea and test drive it. Now, what I mean by this is that prior to taking some bigger steps, like Putting money into a business, like getting your a website done or, or going down to the Secretary of State's office and registering your business, right? You actually want to take one step back and make sure your idea actually works. Is this a product or service that one person is going to buy? You know, my friends, my family, maybe my grandmother will buy this because she loves me, right? But if that's the only two or three people that's going to buy this product, good or service, it may not be a good idea, okay? So always test drive your idea. Right, well, I would say that you want to go through the effort of testing it out before you actually launch your business, okay? Let me just be very, very clear, right? Because the thing is, you could actually wind up being upset. Uh, you could have customers that are not happy with you, um, or more, even worse than that, you could have no customers at all, because you didn't get a chance to test drive your idea. So testing your idea before uh, you fully invest in it gives you insight of any of the changes that you need to make. Um, and it even gives you insight of the longevity of your idea. So to test out your product, goods, or service, you can always ask your family. You can always ask your friends for feedback, people that care about you, right? Uh, but you can also interview your target markets. Remember, we talked about that a second ago. You can conduct focus groups. Um, if it's a product that you can consume, you know, whether it's eating or, you know, maybe you make, you know, the world's greatest red velvet cake, perhaps you want to make a couple of samples, Provide them to folks, get their feedback, right? This is what you would call a focus group. And, and it, you know, they give you feedback on, honest feedback, okay, on, you know, whether or not your service or product is 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 really worth uh, committing to, you know, or purchasing, okay? 
Now, once you get this feedback, again, you can use this feedback to make improvements of your products uh, or services, you know, until you actually roll this out to your local market. Six. Point number six. Here it is. Be real. Okay? Be real. Now, what I mean by be real Another big aspect of running a small business is is setting goals. I think we all understand that. And when you're chasing kind of after your entrepreneurial dream, you need to make sure that you set goals, but your goals need to be realistic, okay? Listen, you may have the greatest idea, and yes, it may be something that you are passionate about, but is it realistic to think that in your first two or three weeks, you're going to make $100 million, you know, for this product, good, or service? Probably not. Okay, probably not. All right? So you want to set goals to help stay on track and to keep yourself motivated, right? Now, when we talk about goals, we are referring to uh, setting realistic goals, things that are reachable, okay? We've talked about uh, reachable goals in, in a previous episode, but you want to make sure that you can actually obtain these goals within a reasonable time frame. Not ones that, you know, are, are like impossible to achieve, okay? Especially as a new business owner, you know, you're probably not going to buy a Lamborghini, you know, in the first six months of your business. Now, you know, maybe, maybe so, maybe you have the greatest idea, you know, in, in the world, but more than not, based on statistical, realistic data, this typically doesn't happen, okay? So again, you want to consider SMART goals. That's S-M-A-R-T. These goals, of course, the acronym means specific Measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound goals, all right? That way, you can, of course, outline your goals and ensure that you didn't miss any of the important details. Okay, so let me give you some examples of goals that you can set for yourself while making your business idea reality. Number one, you want to be able to get feedback. Uh, You put a number out there from, you know, 10 family uh, members or 10 friends, okay? Whatever the number is, that's a goal that you can actually achieve, all right? Goal number two, this is an example, okay? Secure funding by the end of the year. That's a realistic goal. So if you have to work on your credit, if you've got to establish some things, maybe get some things, you know, straightened out on your credit, now this gives you kind of a timeline, all right, measurable, right? Gives you a timeline to achieve these things. And then the last kind of example here is get X number of customers by quarter three, all right? Set a, set a goal, set a target. You want to have 20 customers, 50 customers, whatever, 1,000 customers by uh, the third quarter. That could be a very realistic goal. So the last point in our discussion today, seven. point number seven, okay? Execute, 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 right? It's go time now. You've been talking about the idea. Now it's time to take action. Again, taking your business idea and turn it into a reality doesn't happen within a few hours. It doesn't happen in a few days or even in a few weeks, okay? It really does take time to create a successful business. So you have to take baby steps. You have to take baby steps, right? But once you're ready to dive in, once you've committed, you're all in, you're jumping in the deep end of the pool, once you have prepared everything, right? And I'm giving you a hint, steps one through six, once you've kind of gone through that, you can now begin to take action. Now, after you get your ducks in a row, from a personal finance standpoint, uh, you get your business plan, you understand who your target market is. Now you can start taking actions in other areas, such as registering your small business in your local secretary of state office or in the, in the local community that you live in, securing a location, 
if it is a, a business that does have a storefront of sorts, uh, build your website. Now you can start doing advertising. You know, based upon the need of your business, you can actually start hiring employees um, or gig workers. All right. We talked about that in our previous episode. Check it out. It's 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 an amazing discussion uh, about business trends. Right. Choose an accounting method. Right. Whether you're going to use a, a local accounting firm, perhaps you're going to buy some type of accounting software. And then now you should be able to talk about setting up payroll if you have employees again. Making your business idea reality is a process. Um, one of the basketball players that I like a lot, you know, he says, you know, respect the process, respect the process. And it's the same thing in small business. You have to respect the process, right? Because when you really break these things down, folks, all these steps can really seem intimidating. But trust me, they are worth it in the end, okay? When you put in the work, the results are worth it in the end. So don't be scared off, you know, by having this massive to-do list. Um, I live by a to-do list. I have it here on my desk, and every day I wake up, uh, God gives me strength and grace. I get up, and I look at my to-do list, and then I, I tackle my day based upon what I've written down on my list, right? But here's the reality. Take one day at a time. Uh, be patient. And slowly but surely, you can turn your business idea into a reality. So let's recap. Today, we talked about turning your business idea into reality. There are seven things that we need to do. Number one is your research. Number two, define your target audience. Number three, establish a financial game plan. Number four, write a business plan. Number five, test your idea. Number six, set reachable goals. And number seven, take action. Thanks for listening. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Exilium Community Development Corporation. But more importantly, we want to thank you, the listener. Check us out on our website at startrungrowpodcast.com or drop us a line at info at startrungrowpodcast.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice. And until next time, always keep moving.